0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Take 3 podcast. My name is Brandon and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Alex. Uh, we're here on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it's kind of changed it up from the Thursday. Schedules worked out a little bit different. So we're here on a rainy Wednesday here in uh, here in the Austin area of uh, Texas. And we're here to kind of discuss kind of a, a week, week nine uh, slate, I'll say. It's not really that intriguing obviously we wake up this uh actually i don't really say this morning this afternoon aaron Rodgers test positive for covid so obviously i mean green bay kansas city was it was at least semi intriguing on the cusp of things uh but then that happens and it's kind of like uh, now we have jordan love going against patrick mahomes and as we were just talking about before this i don't know if anybody knows what jordan love looks like besides guys that are at uh at Packers headquarters every single day. So, I mean, that's kind of a wait-and-see type thing. I mean, Sunday night we get a – it's probably game of the week Sunday night. Tennessee at L.A. sucks we don't have Derrick Henry. But it'll be super interesting to see how new look uh, number 40 Von Miller for L.A. looks, how that pass rush looks, and see if it was worth giving up the rest of their picks. And then, uh, obviously – Monday night wraps up. Justin Fields on the road to face Big Ben. Who the hell knows what's going to happen there, to be honest? It could be uh, Pittsburgh looks great. Chicago, Matt Nagy somehow draws up something to look decent. We just don't know. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we have Cleveland and Cincinnati. That's kind of one we'll get into uh, in a little bit. That's kind of a big eliminator in the AFC North as we all sit here. Uh, The AFC North, they're not going to get three teams into the playoffs The way things are trending. So, I mean, one of those teams lose again and it kind of starts trending backwards. But I mean, before we get into Thursday Night Football with the great Jets Colts matchup. um, Yeah, how are we
1: feeling on a Wednesday? What are we uh, what are we looking at this week? Uh, Any matchups you like? Not a super exciting weekend heading into it on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I'm fortunate about the Aaron Rodgers news. We lose our one good game, one of the better games. And then uh, at least we hit Cleveland-Cincinnati. That'll be pretty interesting. And the loser of that game is going to go down in that really tough division. So that is a huge game. And I don't know Cleveland's looked a little bit rough, and we'll get into it. So that's one I'm really looking forward to.
0: Backs. and yeah i mean aaron Rodgers. not only does he waste timeouts but now he's trying to get horse tranquilizers like passed as a <laughs> alternative treatment so if you get cleared it's like i don't know it's only as simple as a shot and you'd be there on sunday bud but uh yeah now we um now we kind of wait and see and to, uh, see what they look like that kind of wipes it off of the uh, talking point though because there's nothing we don't know it's such an unknown and we only can talk about kansas city so much and uh, everybody knows what kansas city has to do to uh, get this ship back uh on. But let's straight up jump into it. Thursday night football. We got an exciting matchup. We got the uh, we got Mike White leading the Jets on the road into uh, Carson Wentz's house in Indianapolis line sitting at 10 and a half. Um, I mean, I would assume sitting on the fray or on the fringe here on a Wednesday. I would assume the Colts. I mean, it's a game. that's a must win, to be honest, or three and five. Every game from now on is kind of a must win for the Colts. But it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of intriguing. It's like you watch Mike White come out and look pretty, uh, pretty good last week, knock off the bangles. It's like, here we go again. Can the Jets go on the road now and uh, go into uh, Indianapolis and steal a game there and really send the Colts into kind of uh, they're done. I mean, sitting at three and six and then the, Car- the Colts should be sitting back and thinking, do we just bench uh, Carson Wentz and save our draft pick? But I mean. What do, you, uh, what do you look at going in here? Can Mike White kind of put on an encore performance of what we uh, saw Sunday and dice up the
1: Colts' defense and get steal another W? I will be thoroughly impressed if Mike White <laughs> has a repeat performance and steals a W. If <clears throat> that happens, all credit to him and the Jets. Uh, I think they have a chance to be competitive. I don't think the Jets win this football game. The Colts are in a must-win spot. They had that brutal overtime loss in uh, against Tennessee – <laughs> They're at home. They're a ten and a half point favorite. So it's a perfect recipe for a good defense and a lot of Jonathan Taylor. So that means you limit the Carson Wentz uh, mistakes. You have him just make the easy good throws of Michael Pittman and it should be it should be a good night for the Colts national uh, nationally televised game they should. In theory, cover the spread. They're a much better football team, and they really, really need a win. And sitting at 3-5, and they're really not out of it. They can still get a wild card spot. And you never know. There's always a slight possibility Tennessee spirals with the loss of Derrick Henry. I don't think they'll spiral to that degree personally, but it is possible. But, yeah, big game for Indianapolis, and I think they get it done. It should be a big Jonathan Taylor game. You got a 10-point spread. You're at home. Should be a heavy, heavy dose of the run game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Run uh, Jonathan Taylor. We've seen how good he has been. And yeah, really take the game out of Carson Wentz's hands. But I mean, I'm rolling my boy Mike White. He's It's a 10 and a half. I'm taking the points in the Jets this week, to be honest. I'm trusting my man Mike White. What I saw last week is he doesn't stand in his own end zone and just throw the ball to the defense and give them a free seven points like my man Carson Wentz does back in Indianapolis in a big division game. Uh, Mike White doesn't do that. He makes calculated decisions. Smart quarterback back there. (laughs) Way better than that BYU guy. I mean, we've already seen that. They might as well ship off Zach Wilson because uh, Mike White's in town. But no, I mean, all things – Considered, I don't know, I just feel like it's a weird Thursday game and he looked decent last week. I kind of, I don't know, he could regress, right? He could go, he could throw three picks easily and not have a single touchdown in 80 yards and they get smoked. But I'm going to take the chances that uh, that doesn't happen. And I just, um, we don't know what Colts team's going to show up, right? We don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be dialed in like he was uh, the past four weeks before last week, before he started doing the dumb stuff again and throwing interceptions and gifting teams seven points. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would sit back and say, yeah, the Colts probably win, but I'm going to take my shot with the uh, I'm going to take my chance that Carson Wentz will not win by a, a more 11 points or more when uh, going through this one. But I mean, it could happen. I mean, I rolled with them, I think it was a big spread against the Texans earlier with no tie rod and they covered that fairly easy. So, I mean, I could look like a moron on Sunday or on well, Friday. <laughs>
1: As an Eagles fan, I root for Carson a lot and I've seen him lose games that he's supposed to win in all kinds of ways. So it's really not that crazy for the Jets and Mike White to at least cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carson Wentz, just keep suiting up, brother. That's all we need you to do, bro. You're you're well
0: on your way to doing your job for us. And I mean, outside of last week, he was kind of he looked like he was returning back to form, but that's this is what Carson Wentz really is. He'll really um kind of lull you in and then look how he did. But um should be interesting. I mean, I don't expect it to be the greatest game that we've ever watched, but hopefully uh, Mike White can come out, sling the rock around, make it an interesting game, and give us something to watch on uh, Thursday since that's really, that's really going to be it, not the World Series is over. Um, moving on, we got really the only Sunday game now that Aaron Rodgers is kind of out of it that takes that off. So really the only Sunday game that's kind of semi-intriguing outside of the primetime, obviously with uh the titans and the rams is going to be the browns and the Bengals. it's kind of a big uh, eliminator when you look at it it's the afc north they're not going to put two teams in to the playoffs you got baker mayfield dealing with that beat up left shoulder it's fractured it's torn it's broken i don't know what it is i i, I honestly don't it's kind of like browns fans are just asking them to shut it down and they're saying hey we could just try out case keenum and do the same thing that we're doing with uh baker mayfield on a week-to-week basis and then, obviously, we saw the Bengals coming off a tough loss, too. Uh, Mike White and the Jets uh, really choking that one up. They were up 11 uh, in the fourth. Just completely uh, misfire. Uh, GG game over. They lose that. So, I mean, it's two teams that kind of – they both had to win. It's a must-win for uh, both. It's a big division game. I uh, Lines two and a half. It's, it's saying everything. I mean, how do you feel going into this one? For me personally, I think the Bengals kind of – they're at home. I think they get everything uh, back on. Last week was kind of a weird – Week And I expect them to uh, get the job done this week.
1: Yeah, looking at this game, the loser this game takes like a big blow to their playoff chances. And I'm right there with you with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm evaluating this team operating under the assumption that last week when they lost to the Jets was an outlier performance. They felt good after the Ravens win. They were unprepared and not ready. I'm hoping it was a lesson learned for this young team, young uh, coaching staff as well. I expect them to have a really good performance at home. Huge division game. They can almost basically kill their division rival season because the Browns would drop to four and five in a really competitive division. So this is a really big game for Cincinnati. Uh, maybe the biggest one of Joe Burrow's career at this point. Very short lived career, but I just expect them to bounce back. I think they've been a really good team so far this year and they've been very good against the run. The run defense is very well. and That's like the strength of the Browns offense. So not only do I expect them to bounce back and play well at home, they have a their defense is set up well against the Browns. And if I'm Cleveland, I've just their, – their defense has been disappointing. They've given up a lot of points this year, and with all those offseason acquisitions, you just expect them to be better, like, as a whole, as, like, an entire unit. And now they go on the road and against a team that's on the rise as a whole for the season, and they want to bounce-back spot, big game. It's just – I don't really feel good about Cleveland. And we've seen the shoulder issues with Baker. It just doesn't instill confidence. It's, it's hard to side with Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland right
0: now exactly yeah Cleveland's coming off a tough loss to uh, Pittsburgh and now they're rolling in straight into another division battle and you know the Bengals are kind of eager after last week to kind of get things right hopefully Zach Taylor realizes you can just run the football you don't have to spread it out and throw the ball every single time especially when you're winning a football game Uh, you can probably use Joe Mixon a little bit even if you want to use Samaj Perron a little bit you could use him as well and uh, just possess the ball play smarter and yeah they're kind of rolling in the Browns are rolling in a lot of drama, obviously, the Odell stuff. Odell's basically, they've said now he's hes basically done. He's not going to be with the team anymore. Uh, Stefanski told the players that, yeah, I mean, although he's on the roster, he will not be with them. They're kind of working through the financials of what it looks like will uh, end up being a buyout. But the Browns at this time are willing to just kind of hold on to uh, him and waste a 53-man roster spot on a guy that's not going to be there. Plus, the Bakers beat up. And you mentioned the uh, the defense. It's kind of the defense has been less than stellar through uh, eight ball games this year. So I kind of I like where the uh, the Bengals are going to be hungry, and then the other team just has a lot of drama, a lot of injuries, and uh, nothing. It's kind of just Cleveland, right? It's kind of what I. Uh, Thought last year when they kind of got all these personalities together, when you got a fiery personality like Baker, and then you bring an in Odell into the locker room, and then you have a Miles Garrett, and you have a group of guys that when anything goes wrong, uh, the whole thing could have imploded, and you're kind of seeing it uh implode. And then Baker not being 100% kind of adds on to it. So, yeah, I would expect the Bengals to kind of uh, gut punch the Browns and uh send them packing for the year, kind of yeah finish off their season, which they will take a great joy in doing that to a division
1: rival. On a uh, side note, if you were picking somewhere, like what do you think is an ideal spot for Odell? Uh, I got a the first one that comes to mind to me is Green Bay.
0: Uh, Green Bay, yeah. I mean, there was rumored. Honestly, the weirdest thing for me is I, I would think uh, I would think Tampa Bay. Honestly, they're not going to get any corners when you look at uh, Tom Brady. He he, I believe he lobbied for uh, the Patriots to get Odell when he was on the block with the Giants. Tom Brady wanted to bring him into New England. And uh, that never happens. I mean, if you're looking at a guy like Odell, if he's going to get cut, you're going to sign a deal for the remainder of the season. Why not go to the best spot where you can have Tom Brady showcase you? Aaron Rodgers isn't bad as well, but it's just like, um, I don't know. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will want to deal with that type of personality. I feel like Tom Brady is the guy that can kind of hone that in. He's got Antonio Brown to kind of buy in. And I believe him going down there would uh, be the perfect setup because there's not really any corners, right? So the buccaneers are really just gonna have to fight fire with fire. And uh, why not trot out a lineup with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and uh, add uh, Odell Beckham Jr. into there. But surprise one that would be funny. Uh, John mentioned it. He's not on here. He said the Saints because he'd love to see Michael Thomas and Odell in
1: the same locker room. That's what <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not the most ideal like, offensive situation right now for him, but they they would need the help too. It wouldn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that'd be hilarious. But I just don't think, I mean, maybe if Jameis was there, it'd be a cool thing, right? LSU, go back to New Orleans for like kind of a reunion. But I mean, Trevor Simmons there if Taysom Hill comes back I just don't think it's that um that exciting so yeah I mean Green Bay is interesting for sure and then Tampa Bay just because Tom kind of likes to rebuild these guys careers similar how he's done with Antonio Brown and I feel like he'd be able to uh he'd be able to get him to buy in he kind of needs somewhere where it's stable and it's not like a complete uh it just you have you have older guys in the locker room so I mean either one of those two destinations would
1: fit perfectly the the only There's one other spot that I think would fit perfectly, but I don't think it would ever happen, would be uh, Baltimore. And then you play Cleveland twice and they need a receiver for that really good offense. They have a good defensive unit. You would have Brown, Andrews, him. It would work really well on paper. I don't think it would ever happen,
0: Yeah, facts. I, I kind of figured you were going to mention Baltimore because we didn't mention really any AFC teams. Yeah, they do. They would be uh, interesting. But I think with Rashad Bateman coming back and uh, they're already heavy run and they got Mark Andrews in Hollywood, they're going to kind of they'd rather build that chemistry. But uh, yeah, that'd be hilarious, too, if you went there and kind of torches the Browns. That'd be a Browns type thing. But, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what actually happens. I could really see the Browns just being that stubborn and not cutting him at all and just kind of letting it ride into the offseason too because that's just – that's uh, it seems like that's something that they would do. Um, yeah, let's, let's keep it rolling. We're going to jump straight into uh Sunday night football of uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, it is probably the game of the week if Derrick Henry was here. It's like for sure. Lockett and stone would be the game of the week. You got, uh, the Tennessee Titans, I believe now sitting at six and two going on the road to LA to face, uh, what do you know? Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the uh, Los Angeles Rams seven and one, probably NFC favorites right now. If you, I mean, at least co-favorites, if you're going to Put it up there with the uh, with the top of the team's uh, line, I believe, is seven and a half. Obviously, they're just saying that this defense, Ryan Tannehill, is not cut out to go to L.A. and get the job done. And um, honestly, yeah, we don't know. We don't know how they're going to look. I believe they're going to feature is Adrian Peterson going to be on the roster this week. I know like they signed Peterson and uh, and the Deontay Foreman, I believe, former uh, UT guy. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. And then obviously, I mean, we know what the Rams bring to the table. So, I mean, the Rams, it kind of seems like the work is cut out for the Rams. Now that Derrick Henry is uh, not there, it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a long night for the Titans, and we'll definitely see – we'll see if Ryan Tannehill can really uh, make his money this week. How do you feel going into this one?
1: Yeah, so even if they had Derrick Henry, they would still – it'd still be a really tough matchup, right, because that – the Titans defense and those cornerbacks are not equipped at all to handle that Rams offense with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Like, they're going to be able to throw all over Tennessee. So, like, Tennessee really needed to control the game and score a lot of points and now it became immensely harder without Derrick Henry obviously. So <clears throat> I don't know, I'm worried about Tennessee if they can keep up point-wise. I took the Rams in the spread cuz you know, Sunday night in LA, Von Miller's first game. I think that defense is going to be like humming and I'm just wor- I'm just worried about the Titans. Like <clears throat> I'm not even sure if they'll have to stack the box against them now and then like Tennessee has a huge play action game with AJ Brown. It's going to be much harder to be efficient in those and I just I don't know. I'm just worried about Tennessee in that run game. They can definitely dial it up and get something going, but they have to score a lot of points if they're going to win this football team, football game. Cause I don't see how that defensive unit can slow down the Rams. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't know what Tennessee is going to look like
0: without uh without Derrick Henry. As you mentioned, even if they do have Derrick Henry, it's like I still probably like to write ram- the Rams, regardless, because uh yeah, Tennessee's defense is beat up, not the greatest unit, and uh Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, and those guys have kind of been rolling Cooper cups been eaten. Um, yeah, they haven't really got Robert Woods into it, but they've just been doing their, uh, they've been doing their thing on offense, getting the job done. And yeah, it's going to be extremely hard for the Titans, uh, not only to go on the road, but go on the road without your greatest, probably your greatest weapon, the guy that really could set the tone and really kind of you can milk clock and keep that, uh, keep your defense off the field and keep the Rams offense on the sidelines. You can't really do that now. If you're going to be running the ball with uh, Adrian Peterson at 36 years old, I don't even know if he's going to be out there. I could be completely wrong, but um, yeah, they're just not going to have the same style. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's tough to set up those play actions. If you don't have a, a respectable run game teams have to respect, Eric Henry back there. And I don't know if uh, they're going to get that same respect with him, not out there. So kind of uh, – it's a tough one. It's tough when you're, you're kind of playing your best football and then you lose Derrick Henry like that at six and two. But that's
1: the NFL, right? I would say this. If Tennessee goes on the road and manages to pull out a victory, it will be incredibly impressive, and they'll instantly be one of the top three teams in the AFC to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they somehow go with Derrick Henry and like – or without Derrick Henry and just completely – yeah, they bring it bring it to the Rams and find a way to win this game, that shows that's what you want – that's what you want to see in a team that can find multiple ways to win, right? We saw the Ravens do it uh, prior to the Bengals loss, find ways to win just whether it's the running game, whether it's Lamar doing stuff, whether it's the defense showing up, but uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be uh, be pretty immaculate if the Titans were able to go on the road and uh, steal this from the Rams and kind of be a gut punch for the Rams, right? You add Von Miller and then you lose right after you get him, it would kind of be a slap in the face, but I can't lie. I mean, I'd laugh like that. Uh, I would kind of enjoy that. But I went the Rams as well. Seven and a half. I think they'll have a uh, they'll have an easy night in uh, in L.A. Um, yeah, let's jump into really the last game on the slate for uh, week nine that we're going to cover here. It's uh, the highly anticipated matchup between the uh, Chicago Bears. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know there's lots of fans that are just waiting at the gates, already to get in and see this matchup. You got two uh, great offenses. Yes, yeah, like we got uh, Justin Fields coming off, honestly, probably his best week. He ran for a hundred in the touchdown. I think he threw for another buck seventy or buck eighty, and another touchdown. What do you know? Matt Nagy's not there. You kind of do special things. So he kind of is uh, trending upwards. And then I mean, we know what the Steelers are. We sit here every week with the Steelers. Um, Najee Harris's look good. Big Ben's old. Um, the defense is the defense. I mean, they're really, their route to victory is really kind of get after uh, Justin Fields, confuse him, give him looks that he hasn't seen and force turnovers out of him. We saw what the bucks were able to do. It worked pretty damn well. So, I mean, if you're the Steelers, just watch that game tape and kind of figure out a way to emulate that. I would say, because, I mean, your offense is your offense, right? It's not very good. What do you, uh, what do you see here on Monday Night Football? You surprised us on. You went with the Steelers. They're saying I pick against the Steelers every week, but now
1: uh, you need them to win by a touchdown. How are you feeling? I, I know. I finally picked the Pittsburgh Steelers in this atrocious offense, but the Chicago Bears are just worse to me. They have a worse offense, a worse offensive line, a worse head coach, and it's just. <clears throat> It's weird to say, but getting Matt Nagy back, I don't know if that upgrades them offensively. You would think a team gets their head coach back, and obviously it's an improvement. I'm not so sure in this scenario. But Justin Fields, he has a terrible offensive line. It's not all his fault, and you're going on the road to Pittsburgh. Monday night game, that <clears throat> atmosphere is going to be pumping. The fans are going to be ready to go. That defense is going to be ready to go. I think this their defense wins this game alone for them, and then obviously I think their offense is going to just score enough points to cover the spread. I don't think it's too much to win by a touchdown even with the Bears looking better last week and they kept it close most of the game the Niners still eventually won by 11 and covered they got that little bit of gap in the fourth quarter and if Chicago keeps it close I kind of expect the same thing to happen Pittsburgh's defense just slows them down and just gets it done because like one touchdown it is a good amount of points when you can't score the ball well but they have an elite defense it's at home I just think they can just manhandle that Bears offensive line and just make Monday night a very long night for Justin Fields yeah most high schools in Texas could probably man hit all the Bears o line let's be honest not a
0: any uh, line that's featuring Jason Peters isn't a uh, pretty I mean yeah I mean when you look at it the line was probably three and then everybody heard Matt Nagy's coming back and they said let's bump <laughs> it to six right it's not going to be a good night and I can kind of respect that Matt Nagy's been atrocious their O-line's atrocious how they're the 32nd ranked offense for a uh, reason the only bright spot is maybe a yeah, get heavy Khalil Herbert going get some Justin Fields running going that seemed to work last week when you get his legs involved it uh it causes problems for defenses right it's another thing that a uh defense has the game plan for, and then yet yeah, Justin Fields really just has to play clean football. Like he can't turn the ball over, uh, can't throw interceptions, no fumbles. If you just if you don't do any of that, because as you mentioned, I mean the Steelers are a top five defense, right? Their offense is their offense, but the uh, defense is legit over there with TJ Watt, and Nick Fitzpatrick and those guys. So I mean they can disguise blitzes and force turnovers out. Even the game spirals uh, very quick because uh, so I could really see it going either way, right? I could see it being closer. I could see the Steelers just jumping on them. Um, I'm obviously I'm rolling with the bears. I went bears plus six. I took the points and just said, Hey, maybe, maybe big Ben will have a bad night. Maybe he'll throw two picks and kind of not do anything. And then it'll be a 10, three or 10, yeah, 10, six W Steelers. And, uh, we'll ride off. But I mean, both teams, yeah, heavy Najee. I'd expect a lot of Najee Harris, a lot of Khalil Herbert. And, uh, it's just kind of wait and see both lines aren't good. I mean, it's not gonna be a pretty game. It's not, it kind of sucks that they can uh, just like flex games and move games around mid season, because I'd love to get this moved off of a, off a Monday night football and maybe slide uh, something else on there. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's really it. It's a week. It's a a week uh, NFL week. Week nine is kind of garbage. Any other like games that kind of stand out that you're going to be paying attention to and uh, looking at intently outside of these four. I mean, there is some like, there is some other ones, but they're not like, they're not talking points. I would say.
1: Yeah, so, like, the terrible one-win Texans and the one-win Dolphins, I think like, they'll get Taylor back, so that's, like, interesting, but they're bad, so it's like, eh, Niners, Cardinals, we've just seen it before. I think we know what to expect. I think that would be a close, good division game, but I don't know if there's a ton to talk about because we've seen the matchup so many times. Obviously, the Jordan Love Packers, you don't know what that looks like, and then I'm interested to watch Baltimore again. I'm hoping they come off a bye at home against Minnesota and that they look really focused and execute really well. Cause I expect to I'm expecting a good performance from Baltimore this Sunday.
0: Yeah, Baltimore has to dial it up, get everything back, show everybody that they that was a bad Bengals game. We'll see the Bengals again and uh we'll get it right. They're playing Minnesota, so it's a perfect team. Kirk Cousins knows how to lose games. We saw him lose from <laughs> backup last week. So that'd be hilarious if he loses the Cooper Rush and beats Lamar Jackson. And Baltimore would be like that'd be typical, like Kirk cousins ask if I've ever Seen it. um, Yeah, another interesting. I mean, no Jameis Winston Saints. Uh, Falcons line was like five and a half. I just I don't know how the Saints. I mean, we kind of know how that what the Saints are going to do. They're still going to try to play run heavy, but it's like at least with Jameis back there, you kind of get some respect with his arm. He at least has a respectable arm. Uh, I don't know if teams really going to respect Trevor Simeon because I don't think Taysom Hill's Back yet? He is like the longest concussion. Uh, it was a pretty bad hit, I guess, when he was carted off. But um, yeah, so I'm interested to see how they look. And then I'm interested in uh, New England and Carolina, both four and four. Uh, New England's kind of got things back on track. And I believe they were two and four. So they pulled off two wins, obviously going on the road last week and beating the Chargers. I'm just interested to see uh, them going up against the Panthers. It's kind of big, big one for the four and four teams. Um, both teams can get closer to a wild card slot. We'll kind of see Mac Jones continue to develop, and we got to see if uh, Sam Darnold can really uh, try to right the ship because he's his ship sinking fast, man. He hit the iceberg, and that thing, like that thing is it's sunken and they're kind of spiraling, and they really got to look at um, quarterback options and uh, maybe, I don't know, tamper with Deshaun Watson and try to convince him to uh, waive the no trade clause to Carolina in the offseason. But um, just think it's interesting when they're both four and four battling it
1: yeah because sam donald's been bad for like five weeks in a row now so i don't know he's got to figure it out and then the saints yeah i mean it's hard to see what's going on because you lose your quarterback it's always going to be weird but they just have a better roster and i picked the saints all year so like i'm not going to bail on them halfway through even though we lose my guy Jameis, i'm going to just i'm going to probably keep picking the saints yeah, I think Saints win. I'm just going to say, I think they win by like a field goal. I think it was like
0: five and a half. So I think they'll win the game still. Like the Falcons are not great, but the Falcons can score. And um, yeah, hopefully I do that. It's, it's, to be honest, you, you got to pray. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything, uh, I guess we can jump straight into the, uh, the spread picks Our week nine picks against the spread. Obviously we pick every game each week minus, uh, the Patriots for John. And then we do not pick Eagles games since we are both, uh, Eagles fans Let's jump over to it. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of tomorrow night, both went Colts. So I kind of took the, uh, the outlier. I had to beat the jets 10 and a half guy and ride with Mike white. Um, yeah, I don't even know if there's really anything besides Bill's, Bills minus 14, two touchdowns against Urban Meyer. Uh, I kind of love that, but I don't know about, and the Rams, Rams seven and a half. Weirdly, I like that a lot, but I mean, everything on this, I kind of don't love uh, any of
1: these picks this week. They're all kind of weird ones. Uh, It's really interesting to me that y'all both took Giants plus three because I really like the Raiders minus three. I don't know, maybe I'm missing something there but I actually really like that pick this week was weird to me. I picked almost all favorites, which makes me nervous, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's gonna be a heavy favorite week. Yeah. I don't know. I just took the, the Raiders might get slowed down
0: because of the Henry runs uh, stuff. I kind of expect them to come out. I don't know. I kind of expect them to come out like shit again after the John Gruden stuff. So, you know, what I mean, they'll probably beat the giants 52 nothing and make me look like a fool, but I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to sit back and say, hey, like Daniel Jones went in the arrowhead battled with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, they're now at home against the Raiders. Uh, once again, coming off some newsworthy stuff. And uh, let's see if this uh, Raiders team can hold up at their end of the bargain again. Um, that's yeah, That's really a wrap. Any any other ones? We kind of I don't know. You're the only guy that went Packers. You're the only guy that went Cardinals. It's kind of you're the only guy that went
1: Steelers. <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly. Like I didn't the Packers one, I understand, but like I don't know. I'm done riding with the Chiefs. They've 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 let me down. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised y- y'all both went Giants. I'm surprised y'all both went Bears. I'm surprised y'all both went Niners. Honestly, I thought they'd be split.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just went Niners. Kyler, I don't know how the line has trended towards a pick as the week has went on. So that kind of le- leads me to believe that the uh, the ankle is not in good shape. And it's going to be if he's out there. I don't know how good he's going to be while he's out there. And then obviously I went over why well, I, I, I like the Steelers when they're underdogs, when they're when it feels like they shouldn't be underdogs and not, uh, not games where I need the Steelers to win by a touch. So (laughs) I get it. Exactly. That's kind of, uh, uh, why I went there, but yeah, I mean, we're trying to make a run at this thing. Let's get back into it. I got to get, get above 500 and, uh, start making a run at the uh, number one spot again. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's really going to do it. That's a wrap, uh, for today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please like subscribe and comment if you have any suggestions, um, as always, Spotify link will be posted in the description of this video. If you're an audio only uh, listener, you could subscribe to us on Spotify and, uh, you'll get notified when all our uploads go live on there. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you guys, uh, probably next Tuesday after we look like fools again.